You are listening to You Are Not Broken, the only podcast that combines science, medicine, and psychology to re-educate your brain and help you live your best love life. And I'm your host, board-certified female urologist, Dr. Kelly Casperson. Hey friends, I'm so excited today. I have Layla on and she is the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. And I'm so excited. She reached out to me and I think we're going to be on each other's podcast at some time, but she's coming on mine first. And her, you had a kind of a sexual awakening a couple of years ago. Is that the beginning of the story? Yes, it's been going on. By the way, thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm delighted to chat with you and I can't wait to have you on my show as well. It happened about six years ago, actually, was the was the big like aha moment that, you know, come to Jesus moment in the bathroom mirror. I suddenly just realized that I hadn't had sex in three and a half years, that I had completely lost track of myself kind of as a sexual being, put my priorities in one all in one basket and kind of forsaking this whole side of me. And I just realized like, what is going on? This is ridiculous. I need to stop wasting the pretty. I need to change this. And I just very quickly kind of put my business solutions hat on and I tackled my lack of sex the same way I would tackle a business issue. And I just went right after it and quickly changed it. And here I am six years later, still going strong. So you like literally lightning, you had like a lightning struck you moment in your bathroom. Yes. You were just like going on living your life that was your, you had created, you had created this life and then like lightning struck you and you're like, what the hell am I doing? Yes. Literally just like that. I know people go, well, what, what caused it? I, I really, like, did you fall and slip and bonk your head? Like, how did it, how, how did it happen? I know, it wasn't, I know it wasn't like a movie. God didn't like come through and say, Layla. <laughs> Again, I don't know what made it occur to me. I just literally had this moment where I, you know, where I was just like, what am I doing? I, maybe it was, you know, maybe I was looking at myself in the mirror. I just got in the shower and I was like, you know, hey, look, looks good. You know, and I'm like, nobody's appreciating this. So what's the problem? Oh, you know, what are you doing? You know, I had been so, I'm just kind of a typical type A, very driven I'd been pretty much an entrepreneur my whole life. And I had what I now realize is I had just been so passionate and so interested and really in love with my business and what I was doing. And I got so identified myself, you got so much of my self-esteem and ego and all these things pumped and stroked through work that it got to be, it was almost like that became my lover. You know, I didn't want anything to come between me and my time to accomplish my goals. And I just got a lot of feel good from that, from doing that, the better I got at it to the detriment of other things. And I think that that's important to note because people do that all the time, you know, especially women, you know, we do that. We will give, give, give to one area of our lives and then shut off other areas of our lives. And so I had done that. You know, I kind of lost myself in something. And I realized, hey, you got to switch gears here because you're going to wake up, you know, between between now and dead, do you want to continue down this path or do you want to make a change? And I knew that I wanted to make a change. So I very quickly, again, using my business skills, (laughs) was like, okay, we got to attack this right away. And I did. And really literally within 10 days, Boom! Broke the dry spell. That's amazing. I, I, yes. And were you were you single when when the lightning struck? Were you single? 
Yes. So that presented sort of a, you know, a bigger problem, right? Because I'm single and I had really alienated a lot of prospects <laughs> along the way. So it's kind of at ground zero at that point. I'm like, <laughs> like not uh, only was I at zero, I was negative. I had to dig out of the world uh, I created. I, right. I mean, I really had to, yeah, I had to rise above, <laughs> get, get out of that hole. So I just, uh, one of the things that I did that was really instrumental though, that helped a lot was I just created a sex bucket list. I just got clear and focused on what it was. Okay. Here's the problem. What's the solution and what do I want to accomplish and how am I going to kind of manage and measure whether or not I'm hitting the, you know, hitting that goal of solving it or making it better. And I just decided that I was going to give myself a year to kind of make my sex life a priority, put really almost as much passion into it as I had like my business. And I just made a sex bucket list and it really helped me decide where I was going to steer the ship and where I was going. It also made it really easy, you know, when meeting guys, I told them, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And these are the things on my bucket list. Does any of this sound good? You know, it's a great icebreaker. Men, of course, were like, Oh my gosh, you know, I mean, they don't have a problem talking about this stuff and wanting to engage in it. So it just made it really fun and exciting. And then the next thing I just decided I wanted to do was document it. So hence the podcast. And there, from there, the you know the podcast was born. Originally, I was going to blog about this stuff, but I was a terrible writer, and it was very painful. And I have the gift of gab, so I just decided, okay, podcasting it is. <laughs> That's great. And did you start the podcast like pretty soon into it, or like at what point were you like other people might be interested in this? So I was about three months into it, and I had been blogging, and then I thought you know, again, I was struggling with the blogging. It was just difficult. It took so much out of me. I just didn't, you know, I, did, I had all these delusions of grandeur that I was going to be this brilliant writer, which I'm just not. And so I had to accept that very quickly. And, um, and so I, I thought, well, podcasting, you know, and but this was back right before it was right when podcasting was just kind of starting to get popular. And so I thought I'll do that. And it took off. And, and originally, like I said, it was really only supposed to be for a year. The goal was do this for a year. You're going to have all these great fun experiences. I wanted to document them. I was really interested in who I was going to become, who was I going to be. And so I, I wanted to memorialize it. So, but it was only supposed to be for a year. And then it caught on and people started listening and they were like, you can't end this after a year. And so I thought, well, okay, I can do it. Well, you know what? I could do one more year. I'll make another bucket list. I'll go for year two. And it just, and it really just grew from there. And here I am six years later. And I've realized that, you know, this just isn't something you, you should turn off and on. It's your sexuality is something that you should maintain and put time, effort, and energy into just like you do your physical health, your mental health, your interpersonal relationships, you know, all that stuff. So uh, it's really changed me a lot and changed my point of view on sex and sexuality and how important it is to us as human beings. I love it. I've been looking to find you because I th hopefully this makes sense. There's so many women who I think are like sitting down in a chair in regards to their sexuality. And like, you literally just have to tell them to get out of the chair. Like it's them that has to pursue this. Nobody can come in. I would say nobody can come and give you desire. Nobody can come and like give you a good, like it's yours to, for the taking, right? It's like this active experience. And you literally got out of the chair. Yes. So could you have yeah. tips for women who are like, because I over and over and over again, I see people and they're like, well, yeah, that'd be nice. 
and women, specifically women really don't know what they want because I think for multiple reasons, but like they have no idea what they want. They just wish it was different. Can you give that, that group of women some hope and some ideas? Yes. Okay. First thing you ha- we have to kind of realize is, you know, let me be straight, straight up honest. It takes work just like anything in your life that's worth having and attaining. It's going to take work. It, it is like you said, it's an active thing. I like to reference, uh, there's a quote I always used to remind myself in business and I don't know who said it, but it stuck with me 20 years ago. It was just that success is not the result of spontaneous combustion. You have to set yourself on fire. And so you literally have to set yourself on fire. And that's what I did. It was just like massive action. You know, you have to just say enough's enough. I'm going to, instead of, you know, I'm going to make a complete 180 on this and change my mind about it. And that's what it takes. But once you do that, that it's very cool because then the action, you know, starts to build on itself. And I, I really do find that it sounds so simple, but the bucket list, making the buck sex bucket list gave me a direction. I knew where to steer the ship. It also helped me communicate better with potential partners, what I was doing, where I was going. It made it fun. It made it exciting. Now, this will also happen inside of a relationship. You know, if you go to your husband and you haven't been having sex and he knows it, and I'm sure he wants to have sex. And you, and you, you know, you show up with this bucket list or you say, Hey, let's make, let's, you make a bucket list. I'll make a bucket list. Let's exchange them. It helps you. And then you can go, Oh, wow. I didn't know you were into that. You can see what you're both into or different things. It just bridges the gap and gets you going in the right direction and your momentum will start to build. So that's really what I did. Cause if you don't know, if you just don't even have an idea about what you want to do or do more of, you know, then you're going to stay stuck. Yeah. Did you have resources? Were you like, I don't know what I want? I like you started reading, maybe you started watching some videos, like open the box to like what's possible. Because when you don't know, you yes. don't know. And this is the that question right there. I have actually answered in. I have a free tutorial on how to make your own sex bucket list. That is actually, I'm putting the, the finishing touches on that. That'll be done by the time this releases. I'll give you the link for it. But let me just break it down for you because it's free and you know, like literally will probably take you an hour. So the first thing you're going to start with is really just it's kind of a little bit of sit there and you're gonna you're gonna free flow some bullet point thoughts. Sit and think about you know when was the last time you were really excited or moments in your life where sexually, you know, maybe it could be anything. It's, you know, think about the memories, the way someone was touching you, the way things smelt, what you were watching, the visuals, specific partner, what did you like about them? We kind of start with those things because that'll, that'll send you in the direction of what do you like? Oh, well, you know, someone was, he kind of pulled my hair a little bit. Okay. So maybe you like, you want to explore a little bit of like role-playing rough play or BDSM or kink or, you know, I really liked we were watching porn together. You know, you just start, start with those bullet points and then go to, if you don't in, like, let's just say nothing's coming to mind. Even the web is a great place to start. I recommend people go to places like Pornhub and you porn. And you don't even, if you don't like watching porn per se, just click on their categories section. There's hundreds of ideas there and just start to, does anything jump out at you? All these words, it doesn't matter. Don't censor yourself. Just let that, just put, you know, there's no judgment, just put it all down. And then from there, you can start to 
If something, you know, if you kind of find yourself kind of circling around a specific area, then go watch a little bit of porn around that stuff. And you'll start to see like what, watch it mindfully. I mean, like just, just tell yourself, this is, this is experimenting here. So you don't have to, you don't, don't, don't shame yourself. You're not a pervert. You're just, you know, this, yeah, yes. Just watch it and be receptive to what's turning you on because that's really what I did. I, I was so vanilla. I mean, I came from completely vanilla and not to, there's nothing wrong with vanilla sex. You know I mean? God, God bless Absol- vanilla if you're happy. Absolutely nothing yeah. wrong with it, but there's different ways to spice it up. Right. And so you could even type in, you know, a search spicing up vanilla sex, you know, and again, there's just a lot of things to get your mind going. Right. There's just a lot of things to get your mind going. But then once you have that list, you know, then you're going to start to massage it. And I say, try to pick five to 10 things that you solidly want to explore. And that's really all you need three at a minimum, but really five to 10 is a good, you know, is a good bucket list. And then start exploring that with your partner or someone, you know, a good friends with benefits, someone that you trust. What happens is, a lot of times, you know, there were things on my list that I thought would be exciting, or I thought there was something about that specific scenario that was appealing erotically to me. And then when I got there and having an experience, what I realized is, you know, either I was like bullseye, yes, I hit the jackpot, like this is so exciting, I want more of this, or no, this wasn't really it. But through that encounter, what I discovered was someone did this other thing, or I encountered this other thing and whoa, had no idea that was something that really turned me on and got me excited, but it does. And now, and that opens more doors. And so your bucket list is going to be constantly changing and growing and you're adding things and it just gets really exciting. And sex begets sex, you know, and that positive kind of juicy, for lack of a better term, horny turned on energy, you know, it will build on itself. And you just, I think as women, you know, think of it like exercising, you know, that first week it's sucks, you know, you're like, oh, and then you get into it and then you hit your stride and you're feeling good. You're looking good. You're turned on, you know, you just, it all comes together. Yeah. And then you're more curious, right? You're like, well, maybe I'll try a spin class. Well, maybe I'll go try a Pilates class because you kind of like exercise now, right? And then the endorphins. Yeah. And then you're like, (laughs) maybe there's some other type of exercise that I like and you seek it out. How did you find like, I think a lot of women are afraid to do this because they're afraid of feeling vulnerable, like that they might fail or they might get rejected from the partner. There's a lot of vulnerability. I don't want to say exposure that like comes like your world was safe. You knew what you were doing. You were fine, right? To like, to be vulnerable, to like literally change your sex life. I think for some women, it's like this big barrier. Can you help them that they might, does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, uh, we have a long list, you know, of shame and, oh, you know, how we should be, how we shouldn't be within, you know, just our backgrounds, religion, upbringing, society, all that. I get it. You know, I totally get it. Again, I think, you know, it's really just something that you have to make a decision about. And you can do this privately. You know, it's not like you're announcing it. Hey, neighbor, you know, you're not posting. It's not a public posting of, you know, here's my sex bucket list. Does everybody agree on this? (laughs) You're not asking for permission from 
anybody to accept it. If it's good for you, it's good for you. And then when you want to go to your partner or, you know, and, and make this big change, that can be a little jarring and people get a little nervous about that. So again, I say, why don't they reference this episode? You know, like, Hey, I listened to it with your partner. I came across this episode. Oh my gosh. It was kind of interesting. Let's listen to it. Yeah. And from there, it'll open up conversation and dialogue. And so it's kind of, you know, you can tiptoe your way there or breadcrumb your partner the way there, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be this. uh, Now I've just decided I'm a total freak, honey. And I hope you're on board with this, you know. But I find that most people naturally, because we're wired for pleasure and we're inclined towards it, men and women, this isn't a hard bridge to gap most of what's holding us back is just our own stuff. And generally the other person is very, very receptive. So the rejection part, the rejection is very, very a low risk, <laughs> especially when you're dealing with men. You know, I, as a woman, like this is an easy sell. <laughs> totally. And I think, I mean, a lot of people, like you can change your view and your interest in your sexuality and not even tell your partner. Like, You can just be more mindful about prioritizing your orgasm. You can just be more mindful of like feeling all the sensations in your body. And you're not even sharing that with somebody, right? It's just like these little changes you can do that can really add up to you enjoying sex more. There's one thing I do that has been so beneficial. I have force gumped my way through just about everything. Like, it's not like I'm brilliant and I'm like, I know the answer. Boom. You know, I usually just sort of, plod my way around in the dark and I find it. And one of the things that through doing this podcast is this past year and the year before I did March Masturbation Madness Month. And what I had to do, I set, gave myself a challenge of having to masturbate every day of that month. And it's mindful. It's mindful. I call it mindful masturbation. It's amazing. That resets. It's almost like a cleanse. You know, we do cleanses. <laughs> it really unbelievably resets I don't know, the stuff in my brain. I practice, you know, kind of different techniques and light touch. You know, a lot of times when you're with a partner and he's not quite touching you right, it's like it's almost there and you can't get over the hump. You know, I practice that kind of stuff so that I can relax more into it and just different ways of exploring my body and pleasure within my body. And by the end of it, I always come out of it almost like I cleared all the gunk and. I rewired some stuff and it's, I really don't know the science behind it, but I'm just telling you it works and you come out of it kind of a lot hornier and a lot more orgasmic. (laughs) So, and April, April's been great. April's been a great month for me coming out of March. (laughs) That's awesome. What do you say to the women who are like, I just don't have time. Like, oh my God, masturbating every day for a month. I just don't have time. Like, how would you talk to that person? Yeah. I would say that, you know, you really don't have time not to. You have to understand that how innately important this stuff is to us as human beings. And I'm sorry that nobody gave you the memo. And I understand because nobody gave me the memo either. But if you can just give yourself 30 days to put this into practice, I don't think you're want to, you're going to want to go back from it. I think you'll un- start to understand how important 
this is to you as a woman and even just our sensuality and the way we see ourselves and the way we look at ourselves in the mirror and we feel about our bodies and and ourselves is just powerful kind of sexual beings and it feels good feels good to get up in the morning and be like i'm emitting this energy that's sexy and it feels fantastic and other people pick up on it yeah it's a it's a different little confidence that you're going to carry with you through the day as you ladies know, I'm obsessed with vulvar skincare to increase pleasure and decrease pain with intimacy and daily life in general. They have Reverie, which provides powerful hormone-free relief from vaginal dryness with an easy-to-use vaginal insert that renews your body's moisture for everyday comfort and intimacy. So give Bonafide a try today. No hormones and no prescription required. Free shipping and to get 20% off your first purchase when you subscribe to any of their products, go to hellobonafide.com slash notbroken and use the promo code not broken. That's hello, B-O-N-A-F-I-D-E dot com slash not broken and code not broken for 20% off at checkout. People always talk about, you're the perfect person to ask this to. People always talk about, you know, what your success in the bedroom leads to sex in the boardroom. So tell me like how your success in the bedroom, because you're a business person, has translated, has it into your interactions in the business world? Absolutely. That was really one of my biggest realizations was that I never realized that that by prioritizing my sex life and leading with that and making it important, all the other areas of my life that that filtered into and the positive impact it made on it. And that's why, you know, I knew I wanted to document all of this from the start. Although, you know, and now that being said, I will say I had it in the business world. I had that fearlessness that like, I can jump into the deep end and swim and I'll figure my... I don't always have to know every answer. I I will figure it out as I go. But I didn't apply that to my sex life. I didn't make the connection that the two, how synonymous they were. And so it it, it goes both ways. So, you know, if women can think about an area of their life that they're really confident in, you're going to take that same mentality and energy and apply it to your sex life. And it, you know, you can almost kind of fake it till you make it, you know I mean? Like you will start to, another thing I always remind myself of, and I hate to, I'm not trying to throw out all these businessisms, but I, I have this one thing I always remind myself where you send your mind, you quickly find your behind, like you will catch up, you know, every part of you will catch up, but you just have to practice it, practice it, practice it, apply it, apply it, apply it. And then it becomes second nature. So that's why the 30 day mark is important, you know, for people just to kind of commit to shifting the direction and they'll see a difference. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, the importance of mindset in all of this of like, because so many women that I see, they're like, well, I just really, I want to, I want to want it for my partner. Like it's, there's always like this guy they're trying to do it for. And to me, I'm like, it's not ever going to work if you're trying to do it for somebody else. It has to come from you. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, you're a thousand percent right. And the thing is, when it comes from you, it's sustainable over time. And because it comes from you, it will, again, create positive things in other aspects of your life, not just the bedroom. And you want that. You want this to be... It's the reason why it's called your sexuality and not his sexuality or her sexuality. Yeah, like doing it for them sexuality is never sold. (laughs) I don't... I don't recommend doing something you are not comfortable with that your partner wants you to do just for them. 
What I do recommend, if you if you can show up and be willing to experiment with an open mind, and you guys have discussed boundaries that you're comfortable with, and everybody you know has a real good conversation about it, just what the parameters are before you engage in something new together, then I'm all for it. There's nothing wrong with if in the middle of an act, a sex act, or trying something new, you decide, you know what, I'm uncomfortable and this isn't for me, you know, you, that it's okay to stop and just, you know, and know that, hey, you, you tried earnestly. So it's good to be open-minded, but if you know for sure, like a lot of, a lot of women will, you know, their, their partner wants to try threesomes. And I've heard, you know, many stories where women are just like, they just go along with it. They do it for him. And then it's a total train wreck. It wrecks things because she can't get that image out of her head. He was touching her more the way he touches her that, you know, again, really good dialogue and boundaries and parameters and rules were not established before that. And it's just something that's just going to be a bad, make a bad impact on you. Don't do it. But there's other ways, you know, okay, hey, honey, we, you know, I can't do that. I'm not sure that I am comfortable with that, but what about this? You know, there's different ways to kind of have that experience, even if it's just, what if we have a woman that's just, you know, she gets off on watching us. She's in the room with us. She gets to watch us. And maybe... If I'm comfortable, I'll touch her. The woman, if there's something that's the other person, I would say if it's the other person that's a little less comfortable with something, they get to be the leader on that event and just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's really good. Because it will, because again, if you, if you enter into it in a way that's comfortable with both people, then that's going to allow things to grow from there. But the other, you know, if the converse happens, then it's just shut down and it's off the table, you know, and then you also created a problem whether it wasn't one. Yeah, totally. And I think that brings up, you know, an important thing about fantasies that I think a lot of people don't know is like things that seem really good in your head sometimes should just stay in your head. Like you don't have to act on fantasies all the time because I see it. They're like, well, this is what I fantasized about. And then I did it. And now it's a disaster. Right. Yeah. It's like fantasies might just be fantasies for a reason. You don't always have to act them out because it might not be good, you know, air quotes in real life for some people. Absolutely. Just, and just to kind of expand on that a little bit, again, I've experienced this is where there was something, it was a fantasy, something about that that I thought would be really hot, exciting, erotic. I'm like, oh yes, that seems like a big turn on to me. Then when I got there, I was like, yeah, no, this really wasn't what I thought it was going to be. But because I, again, I went there with clear guidelines, parameters, somebody that I trusted. I was able to, there was something else about that experience that because I was still, while it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, I was still in the safe space. And so I was still open to receiving what was going to happen. And I was able to go, you know, that aspect wasn't hot, but that other one that I had no idea that I would like, whoa that set me on fire. And you just discover something completely new. So usually there, uh, there is always like a silver lining. There's something good that can come out of it. Again, as long as you construct it properly and it's not just willy-nilly and a free-for-all and you really have to have good communication. And people don't like the C word, but you know, I'm sorry, you have over, to... It keeps coming yeah. back over and over and over again. Like people who are sexually satisfied and happy, they they have conversations before and during and they communicate. After. Like, 
And yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like it, you can't have a great sex life without communication. Guys, communication is so much easier than the alternative. Whatever that alternative is to not talk about it, to just sit there in silence, to go outside of it, you know, whatever. It's just easier to start having a little dialogue about it. Totally. And you get easier. It gets easier to do it. Well, it's probably just like having great sex. It's like you just kind of got to fuddle for a little bit and then you get then you get good at communicating and to be a good listener too. Yes, absolutely. And you'd be and and believe me, there's no this stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum. Your partner's feeling that on the other side. Even though nobody's talking about it, this isn't right. this, it's not it's not a hidden fact that you're not having that much sex or it's not that often or it's not that great or you know, you know when he's initiating more than you're receptive to doing it and you know all that. This isn't a mystery, but just it seems very strange and odd to me to just let that linger for years and years and years. And I always, my question to to people is always between now and dead, what is it that you want? Yeah, they don't know. They have no idea. (laughs) Do you want more? Well, I mean, do you, if you want more of the same, then keep doing exactly what you're doing. I think a lot of people want the exact same, but they want to get joy and pleasure out of it. And they don't understand that it's boring for their brain. And that's why their brain's not getting joy and pleasure out of it. But in that light, then you don't really want more of the same. You want right, some right. You changes. want the same, but you want it to be different. <laughs> you want some, there are some tweaks and adjustments you want to make, which of course makes sense because I always tell people like, think about your sex life. It's like, think about anything in your life. Nothing stays the same over time. Everything changes and evolves. We do. Why is it that we think the sex that we had with our partner 20 years ago... <laughs> is going to sustain us for the rest of our lives or for whatever period in time we're together. Like that's unrealistic, you know? So it's something that has to, that gets to grow and change and evolve and develop. And that's the fun part of it. Yeah. It's the beauty in it for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell, tell us three reasons why you should prioritize your sex life now. Put you, yes. put you on the spot. I know. Well, three reasons. Okay. <laughs> Uh, quick, just quickie reasons. None of these are scientific. Number one, orgasms are fantastic. You will not be happy or you will not be unhappy when you walk out of a, you know, an encounter with your partner that, oh, gee, I wish you're never going to say, gee, I wish I didn't have that orgasm. Yeah. Number two, the intimacy, intimacy and connectivity and that closeness that we can create through a bonded sexual experience is one of the most amazing things that you can experience as a human being, in my opinion, like I can't think of much to top it. It is amazing. And I, before I did all this really did not have, I had not really connected, understood what it meant to really connect and be intimate with a partner through a sex act that just was so foreign to me. I could have an orgasm, but there's a whole nother layer, a deeper layer to go to with someone. And I don't want people to miss out on that. So you don't want to miss out on true intimacy. And let's see, number three, just your own for yourself. It's important to do this for yourself because the confidence, the skills, the bravado, the chutzpah, all of the great stuff that comes out of it, it will extend 
and do other areas of your life. And when you're having good sex, it's pretty hard to have a bad day. I mean, like everything else can be going to hell in a handbasket. You're like, my relationships are solid. I'm having orgasms. I have this connected intimacy. Eh, someone cut me off, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's really good perspective. That's amazing. It's true. It's um, hard to have a bad day, you know, when your sex life is rocking. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Dude, give us a little insight just because I, curious minds want to know. So you, let's say you're meeting somebody and you're like, hey, I've got this bucket list and this is who I am and this is what I want to do. Like, you're like a sexually confident forward person, right? You know how to communicate well. Like, do you have to pick guys' jaws like off the ground after they hear this from you? Like, just tell me what it's like. I have never had a bad reaction. And I don't know their sexual past or history or, you know, the way they're inclined. Never had a man go, oh, that's a bad idea. I don't, I can't be, I can't be down with that. It's always this instant excitement and, and a lot of questions and, oh my gosh, tell me more. And then, then they feel free to tell me what they're, you know, what they're interested in and what they'd like to do and why. And so the beauty of it is that everything starts with good communication. And that always is the foundation of these relationships that I've had along the way. And I have had some of the most incredible, amazing relationships with men that I am still good friends with, that I still am in partnerships with. And it's like, we just led with knowing each other really, really well, instead of let's do sex and let's, let's play house and, and let's do this, this, and this. And then on the back end, let's really get to know each other. And after three years into it, we'll decide, oh, you know what? Maybe we're really not that compatible. You were no, pretending it doesn't... to be somebody else up front. You were, you were hundred percent you. Totally. And that's and what, it does it, so wonderful. So I don't end up with these, like someone going, you know, I just don't feel it for you anymore. You know, that you're really not right for each other after three years or whatever, because we, just had established this great communication from the get-go and it always feels natural and normal and a part of how we interact. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Five easy steps to make a sizzling hot sex bucket list. Do we, we, did we cover them all already? We, we, we did in the beginning, I think, right? Um, I'll add just that, you know, it just takes a little bit of, uh, you know, a small little discipline. I mean, just to take the step to do it. Maybe that's the one thing I didn't throw in there, you know, because I, I, when I broke down in the very beginning, I just kind of let it out. I didn't mean to preempt any of your questions. I know, some people, I know that happens sometimes. People will do that to me. Guys, just go roll back to the beginning and right. listen to, to, yeah, like, yeah, to how, like, I, how do we how do I, it? Yeah, there are people are like, how do I do it? How do I, how do I make a, a bucket list worth doing? Is like, get curious watch some stuff, realize it has to come. You have to, you're the one who has to get out of the chair. At first, yeah, just, just acknowledging, I would like to make this change. That's kind of step number one, right? You just have to acknowledge, okay, I'd like to do this. I'd like to make this change. And whatever you are wanting to change or put on your bucket list, that's completely up to you. It doesn't have to be swinging from the chandeliers. It can be small little things. And that's why I always say kind of, that's why I say the first step is to start with, 
you know, really just sit down and think about times, moments in your life, partners, where you were really turned on, where something you found something really erotic, where you had a really strong orgasm. What was, who was the person you had the best sexual experience of your life with? What was happening? What was he doing or she, what was going on? You know, go back in your mind. You really kind of have to spend like good 30 minutes or so reminiscing and just jotting down whatever comes into your mind about it. And then from there, you know, like I said, then you can start to look generically with, you know, on you porn and Pornhub because those are, you know, that's kind of planting ideas, but it's always better if you can start with kind of what's already in there and what's in you because we all have it, but you just kind of have to sit and think about it for a minute, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be your current partner. Maybe it was just, you know, sometimes the best lover you ever had was somebody different, but what, you know, you can recreate that, you know, what was it about that? moment, the, the, the expressiveness or what was happening that triggered you. And then that's, that's really kind of the best way to start. Cause sometimes it's just, like I said, when I gave that pulling your hair reference, or maybe someone nibbled on your ear or they just, they knew how to touch you. Maybe it was light touch, you know, or, and it felt very sensual or mas- erotic massage. That's a great way, by the way, I don't want to leave that off the table. That is a great way for couples to really connect. <laughs> I always thought erotic massage, that's too, when I used to hear that, I thought it just sounds so dull, <laughs> you know, or generic. Like I always, and, and one of the things I've learned is just, I have tried to strike the word never out of my vocabulary, because when you listen to me in year one, I had a lot of judgment. I was still in my like, uh, you know, I was still holding tight, you know, to who I, the, the vanilla me, you know, just who I was or who I thought I was. And sure enough, like I cannot count the amount of times Kelly that I have like said, I'll never do that. And then <laughs> two years later, I'm like, I love this. This is the best thing ever. Who knew, you know, cause, and, and, and I swore up and down that that was just disgusting. You know, like, I would never be turned on by that. So, you know, just take the judgment. There's enough judgment to go around out there in the world. Just take it, please take it off yourself. Yeah. I love it. And I think, you know, you're, yeah. you're exemplifying like the role of curiosity and the role of humor, right. And the role of like, yeah. you're not, you're not doing this to be perfect, right. We have to, no. like, we take these perfectionist tendencies from everywhere in our life. And like, we think we have to apply it to sex. It's like, no, 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 that's not the goal. Yes. It's not. No, it's not. And you don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to be a certain age. There's no expiration on sexy. That's probably one of the things that irritates me the most, you know, is that I want to say just commoditized idea that out there in the, you know, and what's sold to us and things like that, especially as, as women where, and men too, you know, like where they might have, men might have a longer, you know, shelf life, but somehow like, okay, we have an expiration date. Like, well, you know, we're no longer, we're no longer sexy. I just got a voicemail from someone today. I get voice, my, my listeners love to send me voicemails yeah, and I, I get I back to everybody on your, on your website. Yes. So it's cool. very fun. It's super cool. And this guy's 79 and he's, you know, he's been with the s- same partner, you know, married and, and he's having a great sex life. And it's just, it's something that you should be doing and really until you're, you know, there should be intimacy until you're dead. Yeah. I I see 84 year olds in my office. They have great sex lives. And then I see these like 40 year olds who come in and they're like, well, I guess it's because I'm old. And I'm like, you have no idea. No idea. (laughs) I know. Exactly. (laughs) Totally. Well, tell people where they can, where you love for them to find you. And I'll post it all in the show links as well. 
Yes. The best way to get a hold of me or follow me and find out what I'm doing is go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com. From there, you can listen to all my podcast episodes. You can also listen to them on any syndicator of podcasts, wherever you, wherever you listen to your podcast, it's the Curious Girl Diaries. And on the website, if you just scroll directly to the bottom, there's the links to all my social media. And on every page, there's a pink tab on the right-hand side. You can click on that, leave me a voicemail. And anything you want to ask me, let it rip. You got five minutes and I do get back to everybody personally. That's amazing. What a cool website feature. I was checking that out. You have a very nice website. Thank you. Thank you. Website goals. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye.